Today I'm sitting down with Daryl Beck, who's a core leader in our church. Daryl has been a part of Westside for most of his life. His parents served and literally built part of this church. I just recently learned that our building is a testament of the dedication of Daryl's father, Jerry Beck, a visionary and a behind-the-scenes leader who not only built this church physically, but also planted seeds within Daryl of serving his community. Daryl's journey isn't a solitary one, for alongside him stands his family, his parents and aunts and uncles that mirrored each other's commitment even in the face of suffering. Daryl and his family's contributions extends beyond bricks and mortar and into love, service and relationships. I'm here today not only to speak about Daryl, but also to the legacy of his family and the mark they have left and continue to leave behind. This is Tea Time with Gino. Daryl Beck. Daryl, thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate you coming and sitting down and having tea. You're welcome. Yeah. Have you taken a few sips yet? Oh, yes. Yeah. And when was the last time you had tea? Um, not for a long time, actually. Yeah. Probably a couple of years. Yeah. You have, you've been to Sri Lanka before. I have. Yeah. And when was that? So the first time I went is, was in 1994. Yeah. I was actually part of the first uh, trip we went uh, as a group to build a schoolhouse. Yeah. And uh, 30 years next year. It's pretty yeah. crazy. And then I also went the start of COVID and yeah. I had to rush back. So yeah. 2021, I can't yeah. remember, somewhere in there. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to talk about food for a second before we get into other topics. But you don't handle spice very well, do you? No, How I How do am... you survive there? Um, the Pizza Hut is actually better than the Pizza Hut Perfect, here. Perfect, yeah. And it was, um, those were good years. That was a good few weeks for Pizza Hut when you were there. Uh, a couple days, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, was, it was only here on the second trip. It wasn't there on the first trip. Yeah. Um, I've learned to pack um, like beef jerky yeah. and peanut butter. Yeah. And, you know, most people are pretty accommodating. I just have it simple. I don't do it complicated. Yeah. And I'm extremely fussy. Yeah. But... I don't, it's, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I eat plain rice and it tastes <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. A little bit of salt and pepper. Yeah. It's great. You know, it's amazing. You said 94. Yeah. So 1994 and 2023 now and Westside is still going and having an impact in Sri Lanka. That's unreal. Hey, to have it, it, such a long continuity of like work into that country. It was, uh, I, I remember it was a prayer of, uh, pastor Arlo to give a West side a country. Yeah. And, uh, ironically we went for a whole different reason and yeah. that was the country that was given to him yeah. for our church. And yeah. yeah, we've had an impact for a long time there. Yeah. You're, I just learned recently your family, they've done a lot within Westside. Your dad, Jerry, who's no longer with us. That's right. Yeah. Did a lot of work. So there are a lot of members that come to Westside, the school and the church. They don't know the, what some of the background work that went on in the early days. Can you shed some light? Like talk like, what did your dad do? Like, what, what was the vision? Like, how did that all happen? So my dad uh, ended up being what would you would call a building manager. 
but he did it. That was his formal title? No, he had no formal title, but he was the guy that organized and did it all. So when we moved here in the early 80s, um, we, my family is one of the first families to attend Westside when it was a pilot, uh, not a pilot church, but a satellite church, a satellite church. Pardon me? Oh, yeah. Daughter a daughter church to the downtown tab. Oh, yes. That was, uh, um, we came here. There was an arson and there was a fire. And we actually then attended at College Heights Senior Secondary while this ch- this building was re- and rebuilt. Yeah. And so we had a Sunday school in the upper gym at College Heights Secondary and the church was in the music room. Yeah. Um, Around that time, too, uh, we there were some difficulties in the churches and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, right around, I don't remember exact dates, uh, Westside split off yeah. and uh, the school came here yeah. in that year. And uh, I actually, that's when I started at Westside. Well, the school kept on growing and growing and growing. And the room that we are, the West Room, was the first building to be built and my dad built it with his guys from the church. Yeah. What's this? Um, what was this? What did he do for work? My dad was a machinist. Okay. At, uh, he started off at QM Industries in town and then ended up at the PG Pulp Mill for okay. the rest of his so life. So he wasn't a construction. Like he didn't have a trades he, company. He, didn't, like nothing he was like just that. a tradesman. Yeah. But um, back then you had to do it all. Yeah. And so we had other guys, uh, Ken Hudson. Mm-hmm. Um uh, was another big uh, piece yeah. that between the two of them and other guys, we also had OFC come yeah. and they would help. They had a bunch of carpenters and they, because their kids were in our school, yeah. they came and helped with some of the construction and stuff. So my dad spent sometimes six nights a week yeah. as these buildings were being built. Yeah. Um, and I remember coming here and he built playgrounds with stuff that he got for free from the pulp mill and all those things. So we built the West room and then we built what's now the science room. Yeah. And then the last big, the big expansion was what you would, it would be the staff room all around the offices and the whole locker room. And that was, uh, my dad's last, uh, big hurrah, um, he did other things until at some point he just couldn't do them anymore. Right. And so um, other guys did the outside buildings. Yeah. But it was a long, he did a lot of the building of this place and renovating. And you were in school watching all of this unfold? I was in school, yeah. I, How, uh, elementary years or high school? I started in grade four. Four yeah. in West Side, yeah, and I graduated. So throughout your whole your school career, most here, of my school career, I had Mrs. Built. Rosenbaum as my teacher yeah. for seven years. Yeah, amazing. So yeah. it was a long time, and uh, we used to have to set up the school out yeah. there. Uh, after after church every Sunday, yeah. we had these movable partitions yeah. that we'd make classrooms, yeah. and we did a lot of things. Yeah. You have other, like, your mom's been a big part, uncle's been a big part. Can you share a little bit, because now you talked about your dad, but, like, your mom's been a big role, and your yeah. uncle's been a big role, and 
Yeah, so my mom's role sort of was she volunteered some time as a, you know, help out with some uh, secretary type stuff Mm -hmm. and evolved over the years to full time work. And then, you know, basically became the office manager and still to this day, she is still doing the church books and she's in her last, probably last year of this. Yeah. And uh, so my mom gave her an opportunity where her work was while we were in school so she could still be a mom at home. Yeah. Like many other families. So those things came. Yeah. Um, Because my mom moved here. Um, my aunt Arlene followed yeah, and, uh, so she came here and over a few years married, yeah. uh, Dirk and dedicated and, their whole lives to and they thing. And then, uh, I'm not sure the exact timing. Um, my early teens would have been my uncle Daryl, um, moved here yeah. and, uh, him and, uh, Shannon got married after a few years and a few other things and, so, and then he dedicated a lot of his life to school too, yeah. especially started with our basketball team. And then as his daughters came into the school, he did a lot of other things like science mm-hmm. and. And your uncle who has also passed away. Yes. My uncle yeah. passed away, I don't know, 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting, like in the midst of all this, like pain and physical struggle and all the things like your family just gave and they just gave and gave like looking back now what kind of seeds do you think was being planted at the time i would say they they just believed that you had to to be to be in a community and create a community you had to do what you needed to do to keep the community going Mm -hmm. and uh you know, times have changed, obviously, but back then Westside was new. It was an infant Mm -hmm. and, uh, there was growing pains like there always is, Mm -hmm. but they, they stuck to the course and did the things that they needed to do and filled some of the holes Mm -hmm. that they needed to do. And I could say that with Dirk and Arlene and uh, um, my uncle Daryl and Auntie Shannon back in those days, um, they filled those holes and they continue to do some of that today to this day. If you were to ask, have a conversation with your dad or your uncle who's now passed away, asking them, what do you think they would say if you would say, hey, like you were going through these these struggles, these health challenges. Why did you not focus on yourself and you continue to focus on giving away your gifts at Westside, giving away your time, any sort of resources that you had? You're sick and you were like your body was being attacked, right? Um, what do you think they would say? Why, why I, continue that? I'm not sure. My dad was just a doer. Uh, when you're sick almost your whole life yeah. and, you know, you just, I think sometimes it just comes down. Are you a doer or mm-hmm. you're not a doer? And my dad was a doer mm-hmm. and he just did it. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't focus on, if you focus on this, the, what you're going through health wise, mm-hmm. um, it, it can bog down other areas Mm -hmm. and uh, I think my uncle Daryl is this they saw holes Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes they 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 thought they were the only ones that could fill those holes and uh, 
facts and that might not be totally true, but yeah. they did the job. And so, um, they just do. Yeah. And I think that's where they come from. Yeah. Did you get roped into all these little projects and all the things that your dad and uncle mom and all the, the um did? yes you did. yeah <laughs> uh, i grew up on the work bees yeah. and um it has affected me to still this day on yeah. both good and bad ways okay. um it's uh you know i was a part of it um sometimes there was times that the only way i'd be able to see my dad is if i came with him <laughs> so in order to hang out with my dad i'd mm -hmm. come to whatever they were doing mm -hmm. um i also got to do some fun stuff mm -hmm. during those times mm -hmm. uh you know because of the the way that things were what was going on in sure. the building and before for the days of uh, the liability and yeah. stuff, you know, I got to participate in some areas. Uh, I remember at a really young age, uh, they were they had a big skidster with a backhoe here, and the guy let me drive it with him. And I want to say I was like five, six years old and, you know, five or six year old getting to operate a piece of machinery was pretty cool. Right. So I got to do some of those opportunities and um Especially with my dad, not so much my uncle, but my dad, I did a lot. My uncle and I, we did some things, but it wasn't, you know, it's, it's, it's family, but it's not the same. It's neat to hear that because as I'm sitting here, hearing about all the things that you did with your dad, you saw him pour and give. I never saw that growing up myself. We just, I was just never, I was just never raised. I just wasn't raised that way. So coming in here, like I've been at attending like Westside for about 15 ish years, maybe 16 years. And just hearing like there are, and you're not the only one, you're a good example, but multiple, like just different generations helping out, like your dad to the son, now to your son helping yeah. out and I'm, I haven't seen that and it's so refreshing for me to like see that and just watch God work through the different generations and pouring and serving and it's just amazing I've never had examples like that until I've seen it here so it's just it's neat as I'm sitting here listening to you it's it's sitting well like it's nicely absorbing it <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, one of the one of the thing that some people talk about still to this day is my son as the grandson yeah coming to a couple of work bees yeah Work beats, he called them yeah. with, with my dad. And, Get in uh, there. Yeah, he yeah. was in there like a dirty shirt, helping yeah. out whatever he can. And I want to say he was probably four years old yeah. and stuff. And uh, it creates legacy, yeah. as you were talking to me earlier about it creates legacy. Yeah. So that's nice on, you shared a little bit on your family, your aunt and uncle and dad and all that. So now let's kind of come back to you a little bit. You graduated Westside and what was like, uh, like after that, you had all these things that were planted into you. You saw Westside being built. You saw your dad pouring in, your uncles pouring in. How did all that, like what was going on through your life at that time? So after graduating, yeah. um, I enjoyed fun yeah, <laughs> and I enjoy the things and, uh, that can, that can have a couple of different ways. And, uh, unfortunately at that time I enjoyed fun more than God. And so right. during, f there was a few years where, uh, I just, I lived for myself mm -hmm. and, um, and I, uh, did a lot of stuff mm -hmm. and, uh, 
it was actually prophesied that that would sort of happen in uh, Sri Lanka by Pastor Arlo. And it's a lot of it's come to fruition. It's been really interesting. But, you know, um, I had to find out who God was to me. Yeah. And I, I stress that with my family and other people. I'm, we grow up in the church, especially pe- kids who come up in the church, and you get a lot implanted, and a lot of it's good. Mm-hmm. But you also sometimes see the stuff that's maybe not so good. And mm-hmm. it, you have to find out God's got to have a personal relationship to you. Mm-hmm. And, um, but for me, it was so much about fun mm-hmm. at, that I just wanted to have fun did you and were you in pg i was in pg the whole yeah, time you were in pg okay. yeah uh i did a i did a trip to australia for four months okay um just to go see what it yeah. was like on that like side a personal of the world. trip or this is like a church related no trip? Personal, personal trip, trip. it was all personal yeah. um i had relationship with some people in west side yeah. uh, but i wasn't attending sure. i was i was enjoying life doing things my way and yeah. uh for the good and the bad. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I just, um, thing. And then, um, yeah, it was, um, and through that, I ended up, uh, meeting my wife and having my son. Yeah. And then my daughter, uh, was on the way Yeah, and, uh, you know, life got tough, two kids, um, and we're, we weren't married yet. And we have twins. We know what that's the, like. Yeah. The things are, <laughs> they were, cl- mine were close together, not yeah. as close as yours, yeah. but mine were close together. Yeah. And, uh, um, I was actually here visiting my mom and, um, after years with pastor Marlo, um, my first visit was 11 years old in his office. So after years, he, his door was open. He saw me and we started talking and mm-hmm. he had one little sentence. We talked about sports and everything else. He said, how's things with you and God? Mm-hmm. And, uh, that started the path to me realizing that there was more to it and I needed to actually look into that. So this happened around when, like late twenties? That would have been around 26, 27 years okay. old. Yeah. Okay. And this is and your family's already set. My fa- yeah, I got my, well, I have a, one kid, one kid yeah. on the way. And, uh, and there that- was a lot of other circumstances in life, yeah. uh, that were going on at that point. Actually, my wife and I were separated Yeah, and, uh, she, she actually made the thing. Um, she's like, okay, we need to f- see if we can make this work. And if we, you know, I got to look is God real? Yeah. She wasn't, she didn't grow up a Christian, oh. there was not in a Christian home. She, I had no thing, idea. and, uh, so we, we had a process of i want to say seven eight months and uh and yeah it was uh in september and we said well okay let's just get married yeah six weeks later we were married (laughs) wow and And that was uh, how many years ago that was uh 21 years ago wow wow last month yeah wow and so pastor marlo had that conversation with you seeds were planted you started giving, you started toning down the fun and more on coming into coming towards West side and God and building a relationship with God. That and growing up. Okay. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. 
it's time to put childish things away. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. And uh, yeah. yeah, so that's, so you um, that I needed to, I needed to make some changes. Right. Um, I, there was a, there was a clear T in the road yeah. and one way was going to be very much uh, self. I would have lost my kids. I would have never had any of that yeah. or the other. And I saw that T very yeah. vividly that I knew I had to make that choice. Yeah. So 21 years later, how's your relationship with God? Uh, some days it's like, wow, yeah. it's amazing how much has changed. Some days like, man, I'm still selfish. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, y- you know, um, it's a walk. Yeah. And uh, I've learned that very quickly over the last, especially last 15 years that uh, this is a walk. Mm-hmm. It's not a run. Mm-hmm. It's not a sprint. Um if you put some stuff into your life, it's going to take a while to get some of that stuff um, restored. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a, a good walk. Mm-hmm. It, it has a, it's, it's funny. It requires, I think the hard part is <laughs> I hear that it's, it's very simple, but it requires a lot of discipline. And I think that's probably where I struggle with or fall short of just a discipline. Cause you look at it and go like, this is following Christ. It's, it's laid out very well and clearly, um, but it requires a lot of discipline. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the, the, you know, yeah. And discipline's been a weakness my whole life. Yeah. You say, if you want to have fun, it doesn't involve a little discipline. So So I I joined the army for a couple of years and now um, I got the discipline better, not great, just better. Just better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, involved a lot of that. So Daryl, you piggybacking off of transitioning into coming back to God and doing all of that, you are now involved in like a number of things. So you've been a core leader for a number of years. You do things that may camp and what other things are you involved in? So yeah, I, I'm, I've, I've gotten involved in cooking for some of the things like May Camp. Men's yeah. Retreat's going to be a new one this year for yeah. us, for me, and uh, um, sort of taking the lead on the cooking side of things and the core leader uh, aspect. Um, I don't do a ton of stuff, uh, partly because I also, um, because of my wife and uh, some health issues and things. But I try to be involved when I can. Hmm. Awesome. Uh, how long have you been a core leader for? About five years now. I Which think. is also the school board. Yes, yeah. that's right. Correct. How did you step into that role? So um, when it comes to leadership in the church, over as I got older, I realized I don't want to strive for leadership. And when you sort of say that, um, I was sitting in a meeting with Pastor Marlow and he said, I think it's time that you serve in this area. Yeah. And uh, I said, OK, I'll talk to my wife about that. And uh, I came back to him a week later and said, um, I'll submit to that. Yeah. I guess it's time. So. Yeah. Um, that's how I became a core leader. Yeah. I've seen this before where Pastor Marlowe has shared on how people become either a core leader or an elder. You already have to, he already has to see something in you. So you would have been, he would have seen some changes or some sort of something inside of you in your heart or how you walked your life years before you became a core leader. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I was very fortunate. Um, I met a lot with pastor Marlowe, yeah. especially since, uh, about 2010. Yeah. Um, I went through, a, a phase in my life yeah. and, uh, I needed some counseling and it yeah. just continued on. And so, uh, he could see growth more than I could even see growth mm-hmm. in areas. And, um, we did a lot of books together, mm-hmm. um, as that was his way of one of the ways he did things. And, uh, um, there's, a, there's been a few people that have made comments to mm-hmm. me that are close to me. Um, sometimes you don't always see some of that stuff mm-hmm. that they see. Yeah. And, uh, and that's why I think it was, I said submit because he saw things that he believed would be good. And he saw things that he had seen the changes and the, my, uh, progress in life. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't actually have a point, but it's an interesting observation because we're talking about, we were talking about West side of the church, West side of the school. My wife, Carrie, she's been teaching and principaling the school for like years and years and years. And one of the things I see common ground is when kids come to West side, they graduate and then a number of them, they just, they, they take off and experience the world in life and they have a varying degree of experiences. So it's just an interesting observation when you hear all those things, it's nice to hear that they come back to God and continue to build a relationship and follow. And it's just, again, I don't have a point. It's just a neat observation because I see it now, but you went through it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think some of it is, is there is stuff that's always being planted yeah. in the school, in our school. Uh, we're planting things in kids and uh, we still have students that reach out to certain individuals or mm-hmm. talk to some people and you thought, well, that would never happen, mm-hmm. but it does. Mm-hmm. There is an impact. And I, I would venture to say, you know, eventually it some of that seed mm-hmm. will grow if the, if the ground gets watered properly. And I, I think that was part of it. Yeah. Um, I, I came to a very big observation at one point and I said to somebody, the values that were instilled with me growing up, yeah. I'm not going to be able to abandon them. Yeah. Even when I was doing what yeah. I was doing. You're talking about planting seeds and watering. I think it's people, teachers, parents, the community having a relationship with you and pouring into you and walking life through you that eventually it just cultivates and it grows. It does. Even when you're not here at Westside. Hey, That's right. Did you say it does. That? Yeah. And people praying. Yeah. So People pray. Um, I know many of my situations, yeah. uh, needless to say, people have prayed. Yeah. I've seen it through lots of things um, growing up yeah. and continuing to this day. Yeah. During those years, who, who can you think of some people that just poured into your life? You talk about planting seeds. Um, there's always a few. I mean, Mrs. Rosenbaum, she was a bit early, more. early, you know, as a teacher. Yeah. She was my teacher for many years. Yeah. Um, she poured into me. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Marla, like I said, I started in his office at 11 years yeah. old. And he was uh, my basketball coach, my principal, yeah. uh, my counselor, my pastor. The list goes on. The man that and those things, you. those things changed as yeah. time went on. Um, but he had an impact. Uh, 
when I was, uh, you know, when my son was born and my daughter was just born and I'm just getting married, Don Giesbrick, who, uh, who was praying while I was off having fun also, yeah. uh, he just came up to me. I was without a job, two kids, wife, new wife. And he said, you're showing up the job site. You're showing up at my job site tomorrow. Here's the address. Be there at eight o'clock with yeah. work boots on. <clears throat> I have everything for you. Um, that beca- that's how I became a carpenter mm-hmm. was because he just said, he didn't even give me a choice. It's mm-hmm. time for you to do this, to grow up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had an impact. Um, Bob Olspa, um, Mike Davidson, uh, George Cron. Mm-hmm. These guys all, we had different different avenues but they're all people uh johnny walker yeah there's just a lot just, of people they it's just come at different stages of Westside life yeah. is a community yeah. and it's a strong community yeah um it has its good things and bad things by being that strong for sure because of some of the areas yeah. but it's it's a community yeah. and we know a lot of people yeah so yeah thanks for sharing i appreciate it. i like i like your story it's very raw like i could relate to it and it just shows what anyone can go through right you come from a christian school your 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 parents poured and did this and built everything and then you go and experience life and you want to have your fun stages and do whatever that is and then god's knocking your door and you you come back right and then you continue building a relationship and now you're a core leader for five years now and how sitting for five years how was how's being a core leader well, I got to walk through Westside through another right rougher patch of yeah. our time and COVID, needless to say, yeah. which created a lot of interesting circumstances yeah. in both the church and the school. Um, it's been good. Um, like any leadership position, it has its moments um, that is uh, a little bit harder to take or process. Um, yeah. But it's been it's been good. You know, as a core leader, we're trying to make good, sound business decisions mm-hmm. for the church, financial decisions and the school mm-hmm. and make sure that we're doing the right thing in a way that God wants us to do mm-hmm. and how he envisions it. Um, we've seen, I've seen in core a lot of unity, which is really nice to have. You know, we, we talk through things, but we walk out, you know, we're together mm-hmm. and uh, the elders and the core have really started started creating the same type of bond um, where we don't get together as nearly as often, but when we are, we're able to make good sound decisions, talk things out. And I'm happy that we're able to do that. You, you talked about going through a rough patch. We just came out of COVID. Uh, we lost a pastor. A pastor passed away. Yep. Being in that, I'm sure you had tons and tons of meetings over the last two, three years. What was the most valuable thing you learned about this? The process, yourself, the group. What's the biggest takeaway you've had since all of this? That God is in control. He, he, he's in control. Um, we've every time we thought to make a decision it's always seemed to change and uh and we want him to be in control because he knows he knows what's best right and you now this past year um you're at may camp and you're in the kitchen yeah yeah amazing hey like like pastor marlo 
passed away and then a few weeks later May Camp came into play and like me for example like I just didn't know what May Camp would look like but it was amazing like I think just um, unreal numbers the kitchen was like on I, like on fire like it was it was awesome like your crew like I would I've been going to May Camp well, I've been going to Chub Lake since I want to say three years old. Yeah. For almost every year. Nothing's changed? That was the most craziest weekend I think we've had. Yeah. Very the, impacting. The heat. Yeah. The heat, like just, you talk weather. We mm-hmm. have never had a, a weather like that mm-hmm. where it was so hot. We jump into the lake on mm-hmm. a May long weekend mm-hmm. up north here, and the water was warmer than some summers I have had in Penticton. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. And then I think it was a, a big hurrah that COVID is over. We've gone through some spots, and you know, we're here to celebrate. Yeah, we're gonna celebrate that God's God; yeah. He's in control. He's in control. Absolutely correct. Yeah, I remember being in Israel with Pastor Arlo, and we were getting like a history lesson from someone that was guiding our tour. And we were standing in front of the Wailing Wall, and we looked at the different how they built structures, different foundations, and they talked about all the different empires that built everything. And I remember Pastor Arlo saying, "You know what?" no matter what empires have come and gone kingdoms have come and gone of this world but god is always in control and he's still standing and i just i that hit me there the hardest so i totally can relate when you say god's god's very much in control yeah Yeah, which is big now more so right with all the issues going on in the middle east yeah yeah so you have a you have a uh, a heart for being in the kitchen because now you took on the men's retreat which is happening in february 2024 how do you like is, is that a passion of yours do you enjoy cooking well, what is it about you just enjoy people eating your food what takes you into the kitchen because that's a lot of work it's very demanding right I, I, i've done enough of it over the years and uh my uncle Darryl, yeah, was yeah. also a kitchen guy yeah um i've done enough of it uh over the years um it's just a way I know I can serve doing something that I like to do. Um, I wouldn't want to do it every week mm-hmm. or every day, <laughs> but you know, two, three times a year, um, it's a fun thing. And we have a blast as a, as a, cr- you get a crew and you have a group of people together and you can have a lot of fun mm-hmm. and it's another way to, um, have community mm-hmm with a group of people Just, and also you you uh you it's a way to grow it's funny because it's yeah. another way to grow because you are working with different people and you have to have different relationships with those people as you're doing because it's a, i mean chub lake especially is a lot of moving parts yeah. men's retreat i'm still processing on how it's all gonna go yeah so that's a is this that's a, gonna be a brand new one is this something you volunteer to do or is this something you just happen to see your name on the list of someone that's running the kitchen um <laughs> I volunteered. You did? Yes, oh, I right did. Um, well, I was asked. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. I yeah. was asked, and I agree. And the only answer is yes? I That That is true. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. That was, um, one, the person who asked me is uh, pretty much uh, my brother, except by blood. Yeah. So, you know, you really can't say no to that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, number two was, uh, you know, 
Um, I had seen this coming. Yeah. We talked about this a couple times and uh, other in the past. Yeah. And so um, I was mentally prepared. Uh, I thought it might might be only a couple years away still, yeah. but no. But here you are. This year. Here, yeah. This is where we're at. Will you rope your son into doing this? Um, I'm not sure if we'll see uh, on his schedule yeah. as he is in university in Kelowna. Yeah. He okay. is planning okay. on coming, but we'll see. Don't know. Um, I also like him to have a little bit of fun, you know, yeah. you know, university can be stressful enough. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not always. And he likes games and there's a lot of games that go on. <laughs> yeah. No. Awesome. Um, my final thought or final question is you've shared your parents in west side years your years where you just left west side for a number of years to to just enjoy life and do your thing there came back and you walked through what you've walked through just coming back to god and building and developing that relationship with god again at this stage in your life what is your purpose what is god asking you to do at this stage in your life by purpose right now, uh, I was, I've been thinking about this question. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only one that you prepped me on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, like, you like that? <laughs> it was good. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm going to ask you sometimes. I just kind of flow with the conversation. Yeah. You know, um, I'm starting a new chapter um, in life. Uh, I would I would put it that way. Yeah. Um, I've got, you know, both of my kids are... You know, now in their early 20s, um, we got through COVID, we've got through this. um, uh, So some of my purpose, um, uh, some of my purpose is to serve. Uh, I have a real, um, I have a couple of my favorite sayings. Mm -hmm. And one of them is the story isn't finished until you go. Mm -hmm. And uh, ministering, uh, I work at the college and... I get to have slight input um, into people's lives mm-hmm. as a, um, I don't, I don't, I only sub teach. I don't actually instruct, but uh, every once in a while I'll take on a small class or mm-hmm. whatever for a certain amount of time. And you get to input into some younger people's lives. What do you teach? Uh, carpentry. Okay. So I get to teach the carpentry yeah. side, but you know, you learn life and life is it and the other one is is i firmly believe that uh the way for people to know there's a god is just to love them yeah and so there's a lot of hurt yeah so i've been my total purpose had i is still coming to fruition in the next stage of life mm-hmm. I, I don't know if i have an exact this is my vision mm-hmm. but i'm staying true by um, to some of the stuff that I know God has in front of me right now. And uh, some of it is just by showing because uh, we have a very hurting world and mm-hmm. it's, I see it where I work. Mm-hmm. Do you relate a lot to your, uh, to your students? I know there's a line, Hey, like when you work at the college, you can't. Yeah, there's it's, a line. Yeah. There's a line, but. So how do you, so how do you have these conversations when there's a line? Like how do you come up to the line and not cross it? I. It's it 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 it's it's really you got to get you got to get close, but you can't go over yeah. and and it's probably um, student I by student. Counsel, I cannot yeah do anything like that. Yeah, but you can say there is help. Yeah, and you need to go get help. Yeah, and if they start searching 
maybe they'll find some ways to make the right decisions. Yeah. And hopefully through that, they'll say, they'll find that God loves them. Mm-hmm. And that's where I can lead that path. Right. Is just the start of that. And, um, just being there for them. Um, and that's, that's a big key. Yeah. And do you, uh, how long have you been at the college for? Ooh, I'm going on eight years full time now. Okay. okay. Um, it was, it's, it was my, uh, 10 year, um, 10 year thing this year, yeah. but it was because I started off some casual stuff yeah. and just a little bit here and there, but it was very, very small, but yeah. Yeah. No, these students that you're talking about, what ages are you seeing them typically? Um, I'm saying early anywhere between 15 and 15 year old thirties. Oh, yeah. Okay. We actually have somebody who's my age, yeah. uh, in the foundations of our carpentry. She's having a career change in her oh, life. Cool. So when you talk about people, that a lot of people that are hurting that need to be walked through stuff, what do you see as a common ground? Like, what do you see? This is a common theme with all these people struggling with very similar things. What are you seeing? Hurting homes. Hurting homes. Broken hurting, families? Broken families. Yeah. Divorced it, parents. Divorced like parents. Um, yeah. All those type of things. Yeah. Alcoholism. Yeah. Drugs. Yeah. Um, I had one individual lost three different family members yeah. in two weeks due to um, drugs and alcohol. Right. And you've seen this all the time. And you see this yeah. at broken homes. Uh, you know, there's no... The kids are forced to grow up a lot younger right. than even when I was in school. And Right. Yeah. What do you... Um, and I didn't really prep you on this, but... Do you have like spiritual giftings in praying for people or how do you, how do you operate? My, um, some of my spiritual giftings I think is just, I'm there for people. Yeah. So you, I'm in a ear. I can try to be in a ear to some of these students and stuff. Yeah. And cause uh, you can't pray for them openly, no. but quietly sure. Yeah. But how do you like, you just relate to them. You just, just let relate them vent to them out. and you love yeah. them. Yeah. They, they don't understand what real love is in some ways. Yeah. And they have a, you know, um, I've had an individual who, uh, self-confessed alcoholic at 15 years old wow. and stuff. And my thought pattern is carpentry does not matter anymore. Yeah. You need, I need your help. And so I just all, but all I can do is you encourage them and say, you know what? You're valuable. Yeah. And you find a way to do that, yeah. that you're valuable, that you are meant to be here. Yeah. You know, I got I like to, I'm going to connect a dot here. You talked about someone pouring into the kids where you pray for them silently where no one can hear you. Right. Cause that's the line you're crossing, but you pray for them or you speak into them or you just listen to what they have to share. And you're planting those seeds. And that's what happened to you when you were in school yeah. and doing, doing that same thing. X amount of years later, doing that to kids today, and you have no idea what's how that's gonna like manifest, right? You have no clue. Unreal. Yeah. You might find out a story later. Yeah. But chances are you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Daryl, thank you very much for joining me for tea. There's a lot of things you shared. I just had like no idea. Like I'm learning everything for the very first time. And I've had lots of conversations with you, but a lot of things for the very first time. Um, did you enjoy your tea? 
I did. Thank yeah. You. No problem. So with all the things that you talked about, is there speaking from like a core leader point of view, a, a teacher point of view at the college, do you have like a final thought or a final word that you would leave, like to leave behind for people that are listening to this podcast just with your life experience? My final thought is what I said a few minutes ago. The story isn't finished. Don't give up. God's in control. Awesome, Daryl. Thank you very much for joining me for tea. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This is Tea Time with Gino. We will see you next time.